All right, everybody. Welcome to our third installment of our Digital Solutions Podcast. My name is Josh Swain. I'm the training manager for the truck tire team here in the U.S. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to a very special guest of ours, a guy by the name of Jacob Roxon. Jacob, you want to do a quick introduction to the, our audience here? I'd love to. Thank you, Josh. I mean, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And truthfully, I've been hearing about those podcasts for quite some time. So I'm really excited that finally, after all the planning, we have a chance to sit down and talk together. Hey, perfect. Well, I guess this is the perk of being the, the third guest here. You know, a couple of people went before you and we, we, we established ourselves hopefully a little bit with those first two. So yeah, it no, gave us some credibility, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, um, you asked me to so, share a little bit about my background. So uh, I joined Conti not too long ago. I've been with the company just over a year. I started off in the product management position and I shifted into sales and business development for digital solutions. And right now I oversee um, digital solutions for truck tires in the US. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, you got uh, everybody from the, the TABs and the field engineering team, right? They are, they're all part of your digital solutions group, right? Exactly. Yeah. So if there's anything happening in the field, if there's something that we can do to support our sales team, and it's uh, it's all part of our operations in the U.S. Yes. Perfect, perfect. Well, well, that's that's great. We uh, we definitely appreciate having you here for the last year, and uh, you know, I know uh, there's been some additions to your team here recently too. So happy to have uh, all the support that we do in the field from uh, from you and your team. But uh, I, I tell you what, so I mean, since I got to spend some time with you when we first were doing your onboarding, can you tell me a little bit about what you did before coming to County? Oh yes, yeah. I uh, kind of I had a startup in the telematics space. So I worked with, uh, we worked on building software and data analytics solutions for uh, leveraging or utilizing data coming from uh, telematics devices in, uh, in cars, trucks, to be able to analyze suspension systems, uh, specifically their performance, uh, and also road quality and evaluating impact on fuel consumption and CO2 emissions. In the long term, it was a, it was an interesting concept, cool concept, and uh, I had a chance to work with major telematics companies in the U.S. outside of the U.S. I moved to I moved to Conti, and I would say haven't looked back. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's interesting. We were talking a little bit before we started recording here about uh, you know we were talking about competition for the digital solution space, and you know it's easy for us on the tire side. We're talking about competition. We always think about other tire manufacturers and. Digital solutions, uh, you know, it's, it's now becoming a little bit of a conversation about other tire manufacturers, but also a lot of talk about uh, some companies who are working with your big telematics companies, more of a, uh, you know, a tech company play in some sense. So curious to, to kind of get your thoughts on that, especially given your industry background. Oh, yes. No, it's so it's it's true. It's it's no kind of surprise to anybody that really when we think of a competition, we think of companies like Bridgestone, Goodyear, Michelin. And it's true, it's even in the digital solutions domain space, those companies are actively looking to evaluate new ways of collecting data, analyzing data, selling data, um, and building services around it, ultimately to be able to also improve their tire performance. And I think this is really the main point to keep in mind that um, all of our that competition and we at the core, we operate, we are a tire company. So whatever we do, ultimately needs to support that tire business. But also in the process, we need to be aware that there are other companies out there that are trying to enter this business and maybe they don't have the experience in building tires. But they might have 
a lot of experience uh, with dealing with data, building software around it and really getting, increasing their market share in this industry. And it's no surprise that uh, very often whenever you talk to any of the tech companies, they believe that anybody who controls data flow has the ability to influence the customer. And this is something also that <clears throat> we have been seeing with our customers and with telematics companies. From my experience, and I think anybody we can talk to in the field, they can probably, they've had a chance to deal with telematics companies. They know very well that switching a telematics provider is a lot harder than it is switching a, uh, a tire provider. Yeah. Uh, you had a whole lot of other variables and a whole lot of other factors and touch points within a fleet, definitely, than uh, what so, you might see with just the tires. Although, Oh, yeah. And, and the learning process. I mean, people that usually are responsible for operating fleets, they don't like, for most part, dealing with customers. They don't like dealing with data. It's, they like simple solutions. And unfortunately, oftentimes, dealing with data is not as simple as it should be. And so really, the winner in this game or in this race, I think, is going to be the one first you want to get the market share, but also creating something that's going to create good enough, and that's the key there, I would say, Josh, good enough user experience that is going to retain that customer. In the software space, we never, you can never create a perfect solution. And so we need to be aware of that, that whatever we're going to propose, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to satisfy all the customers in place. But when working with them, we can learn, we can improve, and we can create something that is going to be close to perfection. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting you're talking about uh, you know working on the telematics side, those touch points they have in the fleets, and a little bit of a different perception than what you might deal with sometimes on the tire side, right? Where you know, your, your telematics decisions and the data that comes from those might be sticking more with your dispatch or your operations group. Whereas on the tire side, we're used to dealing with the maintenance group, right? And digital solutions kind of requires us to involve both of those parties in some cases to, to get buy-in in, in a way that you know is, is not overly common. But the fleets who can get in there and adopt to that the earliest and those maintenance guys and the folks who manage the fleets and who manage the shops who want to to go in here and use this data to their advantage, it, it sounds like it's going to be a, a really, really powerful tool moving forward. Oh, yes. And it's and I would say also, if in the process we can identify really who are the stakeholders in this. Mm -hmm. right? Selling tires is um, it's easier than selling digital solutions in the sense that fleets need tires. They have to have it to operate. They need to buy tires. With digital solutions, it's not a requirement. It's not a necessity. It's something that can help them, right? But in, in the process, because it's not required, we need to convince more people within that, within that business that it's going to create value. And in doing so, we need to make them aware of what this value is. And interestingly enough, from what I have experienced uh, before, but also within Conti, is that depending on whom you're going to talk to, that value might be perceived very differently. So let's say you have a small size fleet, uh, an owner operator or kind of a business that has 20 trucks maybe. Typically that person you're going to sell tires to is also going to be the business owner. Maybe that business owner might also drive one of their trucks. When you talk to that person, usually 
probably most likely you're going to be able to get all the answers you're looking for. But then if you start talking to a fleet that might have more trucks in place, they might have a designated uh, shop manager, there might be a designated fleet manager, somebody, as you mentioned earlier, somebody responsible for dispatch. You need to be able to make those people lives easier in the process. Whatever we're selling them, whatever service we're going to provide, we need to be able to make their life easier. And also, in the end, recognize that whoever's going to be signing off on this needs to be able to see the dollar value that we can generate. And typically, that the dollar value is a saving, that saving that we can provide. Yeah. So there yeah. is, yeah, so, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting because in our second podcast interview we did with Greg Ortega um, out west here, he talked about this idea of fleet champions, right? And, you know, what you're talking about of, of trying to really pair those, uh, the value that the systems bring to the type of person you're talking to. I think it's a, it's a really good kind of tie into what he brought up about the fleet champion, where you find that person who, who's going to be experiencing those pain points. Uh, that you can go and approach and talk to. So you, know, you, you want to speak a little bit on uh, on, on finding and, and working with those fleet champions? Well, yeah, so it's really, and actually, Greg and I, we had a very good conversation last time I, I was on the West Coast. We went to see uh, one of the dealers there to talk about digital solutions. And so it's uh, it was a great conversation that we had related to this. And it's it's really about finding those pain points and magnifying them, making people within that business, within the fleet, aware of what is happening. And it can be as simple as just mentioning, look, are you aware of this? Are you aware of the stats? Here is what's happening. A fleet next door, your competition, or maybe some uh, a fleet that's similar, here is the issues that they're having. It could be as simple as asking, how many breakdowns do you have uh, every month, every week, every year? Or maybe, are you aware of the recent regulation enforcements related to DOT violations? And those change depending on the geography, depending on what state you operate in. They might be more severe than in, uh, than in other states. Uh, fuel consumption is another one. So it's, it's really depending on whom you're going to talk to. There are different things and we need to be able to make them aware of, uh, of the impact that they have on the business. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's interesting talking about, uh, you know, those, those kind of pain points and obviously mileage, uh, you know, in terms of fuel consumption, in terms of tire life and tire performance is something we like to talk about. But yeah, I think too, when you, you know, you find those pain points that you can really explore and really work on, you know, I think about two things like brake fires, right? You know, where you have oh, trailers who precisely. have brakes locked on. I mean, how many tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage is that? that that's something that could have been detected by one of our TPMS sensors when that temperature rises. Exactly. Um, you know, we, we've talked to people who've had fleets that have had to go out and buy entire loads because they missed their delivery window. I mean, those kind of things where, yeah, the fleet might be insured, but you know that's a pain point that people in that fleet are discussing. Um, you know, and it can be a great opportunity for us to, to go in there and capitalize on those as opposed to going to more of a, your standard kind of pitch. You can go in there and, and really try to, to jump on those you know, I hate to call them opportunities, but they're an opportunity where there is an extreme value for a system like what we offer them. Absolutely. I, I couldn't phrase it any better. Perfect. Perfect. Well, and I think it, that's kind of a good segue, too, for us. Uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about uh, you know, developing this idea of an elevator pitch for digital solutions. And, and we uh -huh. kind of talked about it, and you said it's, it's a kind of a tough thing to do, right? Because every fleet is a little different. So 
It's kind of hard to have a generic approach to it, but you you talked a little bit about kind of specializing those elevator pitches depending on the fleets. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, typically it's, we all have a different way of presenting things and it's, it's at the end of the day, it's just finding the right words, finding the right message, something that can not only resonate with the fleet, but something where a salesperson feels comfortable presenting. And so it's really, I would say, truthfully, I've done a lot of elevator pitches in the past, and it's really hard to be able to come up with essentially a business summary, because that's what it is. Within 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds, you're supposed to explain to somebody, a new customer in this case, of what exactly it is that you do, what is the value. And to be able to convey the value, you also need to explain the pain point. And so doing that in a... um, in as little as 30 seconds can be very challenging. But that being said, if we can master that skill, it's we can really get a lot of people to buy into this relatively quickly. Because truthfully, well, let's face it, the digital solutions for one part, it's a still relatively new concept for many of the fleets that we meet with, right? And then the moment we start discussing it and we make it prolonged, we spend too much time explaining things, we lose them in the process. They get discouraged. They It feels to them like they don't know what's going on. But if we can just get straight to the point, here is what's happening. Here is the value. Here is how we can help you. Here is what we do next. And present them with the whole scenario, starting from the uh, sort of the value generation to the full fleet integration and the benefits that they're going to generate and the impact it's going to have, not only on the business, but the particular role of that stakeholder that we're talking to then I think we're going to have a, a much easier time selling those services to them. And that's also something I wanted to highlight. It's really, this is a service that we're selling. It's not a product. We can think of yard readers, life solutions. They are individual products that make up the service of digital solutions. But at the end of the day, where we generate the value is the service uh, of digital solutions, the ability to be able to prevent issues from happening. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great way to look at it. And, and I mean, it, uh, you know, looking at digital solutions as a service and being able to really go out there and, and have that kind of impact, it's, it's a little different way of, of approaching a sales call and approaching a customer in some of these kind of instances. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a good way to look at it. I really like what you said too earlier about, uh, you know, you really got to know your fleet, right? This has to be a, a specific oh, yes. pitch for them. You know, it's, we talk about this in onboarding with, with some of our new field sales hires when they start is, you know, if, if I walk into a fleet and I make a recommendation for a tire for a product without going out and looking at their yard or without talking about what they're doing, mm-hmm. the chance of me making the right recommendation is, is pretty slim, right? If I haven't seen a truck, I don't know what they're oh, running, yes. I don't know what they're doing, uh-huh. I don't know what they're hauling. Uh, you know, and these are the same same way, right? I mean, you've you got to have that kind of similar approach in a sense, uh, you know, when we're talking about product recommendations, but moving beyond that, really, what is the service we can render for them that's going to help solve a problem, right? That's, that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day. Precisely. Yeah. So similar, yet so different. That's the, that's the challenge that I think that we're facing. But I, truthfully, based on my limited time here within Continental, it's, we have a great, we have a terrific team of people working together. And there's, I am very confident that with the changes that we have coming up, including new products, I would say there's nothing that we won't be able to uh, accomplish. Perfect. Well, uh, like uh, you brought up new products here. So I, I, I've got to ask. <laughs> yes. We just had the valve cap sensor. 
uh, launch. We've gotten some information out in the field. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that valve cap sensor. I mean, uh, you know, what, what are you excited about here? What do you think are some things you want to let the folks in the field know about? Yes, yeah, so it's... It's. I, I am excited about it because of the feedback coming from the field. It's. Uh, we recently had the chance to uh, survey our sales team, and we had a great amount of responses, replies, um, just simple questions about where we see obstacles um, selling digital solutions coming from the fleet, coming from the dealer, uh, and from our own perspective, where we see the biggest opportunities for improvements. And number one factor, number one item. Uh, from our side, where we see the biggest obstacles are related to a full fleet integration. And that also resonates with what fleet sees or what we believe the fleet is seeing. If we see it as a problem or if the fleet, if fleets are seeing it as a problem, we are going to see it as a problem. And it's sort of going this back and forth. We're not going to be able to solve that problem if we don't have something like a valve cap sensor. So this is, I'm very excited based on that feedback, having a chance to talk to many fleets by now and also dealers, it can really speed up the process. And once we are able to be more efficient with that integration, then we're going to be able to prove to those fleets the value that a system of this kind can generate. At the end of the day, let's not forget, this is a monitoring system. So we still need to be very careful about selling that value, that service to them, uh, while recognizing that we need to have right stakeholders who can act upon seeing those issues in the system. Because it is, it does require somebody to take action whenever there's an issue. But nevertheless, going back to the valve cap sensor, it's now, in theory, we can do a fleet of few hundred trucks or integrate this uh, ContiConnect system into a fleet of few hundred trucks within just a matter of days. Yeah, it makes, makes a huge difference, right? I mean, especially from somebody from a sales perspective where you, you've talked about the value that these tools can bring and these systems can bring and what we can do for the fleet, but it's going to take us a year to upfit your fleet. That, that kind of derails the conversation where now, like I said, it can be something almost overnight, which which speaking of the valve cap sensor, so Greg brought this up on his call where he was talking about the, the Bridgestone IntelliTire sensor that they would have to go out there and actually torque the, uh, the valve cap sensors onto the units and it, it became... A lot bigger than ordeals. I mean, with our sensors, that's something that the sales team or the technicians are going to have to do. No, it's it should be fairly straightforward. It's, even a driver should be able to just put it on, and then activation is we have already videos in place to show them exactly what needs to be done when activating it. So anybody who's going to have access to that um, uh, to the system to the portal, they should be able to address that issue. And then as we are implementing new. Uh, materials, support materials, maintenance, uh, videos, uh, guidelines, manuals for dealers and fleets. If something doesn't work, we should be able to address it relatively quickly because we already have this whole structure in place. Yeah. Now, well, but, the, no, go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go uh, ahead. I was going to say, one of the, uh, the perks of working for a company who's one of the world's largest manufacturers of uh, TPMS devices, right? You know, even though oh, the, yes. uh, the truck side's a little newer for us, you know, we have a long list of experience with the valve stem style sensors. And uh, now we can oh, yes. add yeah. valve cap and you know, our interliner sensor that we know is already a rock star. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. So this is, and, uh, and <laughs> the efficiency at which we operate, especially with the product side, let's just, let's not t touch that topic because I can get very, um, 
very vocal very quickly. So, <laughs> well, well, how about we go a different direction? How about let me, uh, you know, as we're rounding the twenty minute mark here. Um, you know, let's 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 kind of end on a uh, on a question for you. I mean, you got a, a lot of experience now working with digital solutions, but what is the thing you are the most excited about looking ahead for digital solutions? I would say those opportunities with really getting more market share. I truly believe that this is something that's going to help us get more tire customers in the process. But you can go to a fleet and sell them service with digital solutions and then in the process offer some financial incentives to switch to tires, uh, to buy tires from us. It's really, it can help us establish a much stronger presence in the market. And in doing so also, what I'm really excited about is if we can scale relatively quickly, be ahead of the competition, uh, we're going to be able to identify new opportunities for, uh, for revenues, new business models associated with analyzing data from Conti Connect system. But the only time we can reach that level is once we have a certain threshold uh, of integrations in a specific market. And we still kind of, we have a, a long way to go, but nothing that can't be accomplished given uh, everything that is happening within this company now. Perfect. Sounds like a, a very bright future. I, I like you, you brought up talking about working with your dealers to implement these things, understanding more of the service side. And, and ultimately, I mean, the, the benefits and the huge opportunities on the horizon of what we can do with this data from County Connect. I mean, just, just all kinds of really, really interesting things moving uh, forward here. I can, I can tell you. So this is, I remember this very well. When I first joined the company and we started discussing uh, the concept of digital solutions and me understanding exactly how ContiConnect operates, how it was designed, developed, all uh, sorts of things related to this. And the discussion with some salespeople uh, in, the, in the field, I'm not going to mention names, it's the people I admire dearly. Uh, Witness of, protection program here, right? <laughs> oh, yes. No, no, no. But, but truly, people I, I really hold dear to my heart. And uh, we were discussing it, uh, how this digital solutions, how the Conti Connect system works. And uh, it's essentially, it was very clear, it became very clear very quickly that the whole system was almost created exclusively for the fleet. And with the fleet in mind, without recognizing uh, the dealer component in place. And something that was mentioned there is, I remember, <laughs> it's kind of funny, it was... Uh, it's almost as if we created a system that gives a big fuck you to the dealer in the process. And so it's, uh, and it really was, it's, it really is that it's, it's, it has been like that. And this is the, the challenge, but also a great opportunity for us that we can shift things around now that we have a very good portfolio of products out there. We have uh, deployed this new system that allows dealer, service provider to have more visibility on their fleets in the field. It can become something that dealers can sell that can improve their operations, their business. So this is really, if uh, uh, whoever is going to be listening to this, this is really where I ask for the support coming from our team that they have the trust in what we're trying to do, what we want to do, and that they help us uh, 
get more market share, more presence, not only with fleets, but also dealers, because they do make a very, they make up a critical component in selling tires in the field. So without them, we wouldn't be where we are. And we need to be aware of it when also selling digital solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there's, there's probably quite a few TSMs who are, uh, you know, taking a sigh of relief at hearing you say that. So yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely good to hear from, uh, and especially from a couple of folks who work out of the corporate office here, knowing that's a focus, uh, you know, moving ahead and uh, yeah. And, and you know, I've been in this, uh, well, I, I didn't come from a tire, uh, from, uh, I don't have tire background in the process, but I've lived in the US now close to 15 years. So I can tell you environment, working with dealers, being out in the field, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, I do enjoy it. Um, well, it's it's like what, uh, what what you hear pretty commonly in the tire industry. It's one of those things this industry kind of gets in your blood. It's it's uh, oh, yes. people like to stick around when uh, once you get in here and you figure out a little bit about it. It's a it's a difficult industry to ever want to leave. Yes, and and I can tell you also American culture, American market is. I know nothing else. This is this is the only way for me, and that's where I'm where I'm most happy. So. Perfect, perfect. Well, on that note, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. But uh, thank you so much for your time today, Jacob, and some of your insight on this. Uh, I know you work a lot with folks in the field, but uh, hopefully if anyone has any questions after this podcast, uh, feel free to reach out to, to Jacob here. Absolutely. Please don't hesitate because uh, we have discussed in the, uh, previously. Uh, do we have a name for the podcast yet? So, so not yet. You know, I think uh, you know, if anyone's still listening here at the, as we wrap things up, you, know, you probably noticed I, I've, I've had kind of an awkward intro here because we don't really have a name for this. We've just been calling our Digital Solutions <laughs> Podcast. But uh, you know, if we get some good feedback, so you know, anyone who's still listening here on the, uh, the conclusion of our third episode, if you, if you like what we're doing here, if you like this format, uh, let us know. We've talked about adding this for, for more Digital Solutions topics, but also moving beyond Digital Solutions, bringing in some other uh, special guest experts to come in here and have a, a conversation like this to, to try to get this kind of information out to everybody uh, in the field and in the office here. So if you like this uh, this template, please uh, let us know. And uh, if you have any good uh, names for a title for this podcast, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. I think uh, you know, if we get a lot of notes uh, flying into your teams or email here, we'll uh, have to pick the best one and give some kind of reward here out to, uh, to, to the winning entry we get. So here's hoping we don't end up with a, you know, a, a Bodie McBoatface example for our podcast title, but... Yeah. We'll see. And, and we can definitely I, I, I can at least on my side I can promise that we can be very creative with cool prizes for the whoever's going to come up with the most entertaining podcast name given the given the topics that we discuss perfect perfect well hey on that note then well, I think it's a, it's a good time for us to, to wrap up here so thank you again Jake for your time uh, for all of our listeners uh, thank you guys for your time and uh, We'll sign off on this third episode, the same way we have the first two, which is keep on rolling. Thank you, Joss. Take care. Thanks.